Thank you for downloading this podcast from Abrupt Audio. You can find more episodes of this and many other podcasts at abruptaudio.com. Subscribe today to get the next episode automatically. Hello and welcome to the Pixel Podcast. I'm your host, Martin Gregory, and I'm here, as always, with Ben. Ben, say hello. Hello. Yeah, it's weird not, not being the one that intros it, first of all. But yeah, hi. Hi, it's great. Great to have you back. And obviously, as you know, we're going to be talking about Microsoft and their new Windows 10 anniversary update, which broke millions of webcams. But before we do, hit the intro. Roll it. You're listening to the Pixel Podcast. Thank you, Martin, for that amazing intro. Yes, we are talking about Microsoft and their anniversary update. It isn't the first problem that they've had with the anniversary update. It's been less of an anniversary update, more of a disaster evening out. You know, it's the sort of evening where, you know, you you go for a nice dinner, but your wallet gets stolen on the way there. And then the food's really crappy and the waiter's rude to you. And, you know, you've, you accidentally, you know, lock eye contact with this guy over the other side of the room. So he keeps staring at you thinking that it was more than just an accident. And, uh, you know, then you go back home, you, you, your car in the car park, you can't find it. It's raining. Your wife or girlfriend, you know, whoever it is in the anniversary, boyfriend, you know, we're open to those kind of things. It's looking at you really annoyed because you insisted that you would remember where the car is because um, the, the car the car park was in a bit that said R2 and, you know, R2-D2. But now all you can think is C3PO. Long story short, it's not going particularly well for Microsoft. I don't know why I went off quite on that tangent. It wasn't as far as it's going to go, but it's fine. So it's what fine. have they done this time? Martin... Just tell us a tiny little bit of what uh, is the latest issue with the Windows 10 anniversary update. It broke people's webcams, Ben. It did. It did break <laughs> people's webcams. You know, this is an issue, especially people like Martin who make a lot of money off of their webcams. Yeah. Some people rely on them. We're not going to judge, but this is important. People are losing people are losing money. But on a serious note, it's a bit of a weird one. You know, webcams have been around for quite a while now, and uh, I don't think Microsoft have ever caused an issue with it. So why is this happening? Basically, the, the update itself hasn't broken all webcams. A lot of the integrated ones are fine, but it has broken some third-party USB cameras. The update released on August the 2nd reportedly dropped support for two major of video compression formats. You video nerds will know, of course, of H.264 and MJPEG codecs. According to MicrofocusBlockThrott.com, this was supposedly a decision the company made to prevent performance issues now that certain Windows apps have more direct webcam access post-update. But instead, millions of Windows users are discovering that their webcams are freezing up even when trying to stream via Microsoft-owned Skype, even their own apps. The issue is said to affect many popular webcams from big name peripheral manufacturers like Logitech on the hardware side or number of apps and services that rely on the codecs are being crippled from the software side. Microsoft have issued a vague statement to website Gizmodo claiming Windows 10 has the biggest customer satisfaction of any version of Windows. The statement does concede, however, that the anniversary update has caused some issues and they say in a quote here, we have seen a small number of reports uh, of unexpected behaviors following the Windows 10 anniversary update. Engineering and customer support are investigating these on a case-by-case basis and offering troubleshooting tips as necessary. So members of Microsoft Windows camera team are performing damage control in support threads at throt.com. That's throt, T-H-U-R-R-O-T-T.com. If you are having issues, please go there and have a look. Um, on official fixes uh, that may 
make their way into September releases. But unfortunately, that may only remedy the MJPG format. Those who rely on H.264 may be waiting even longer to use their webcams. If you recently installed Windows 10 anniversary update, you can revert to the prior version of the software within 10 days. So if you're noticing issues, get on it very quickly is all we can say. Now, Martin, honestly, a big company like Microsoft, I know these things do happen, but uh, I don't think it's good enough. And especially like, you know, they, they are remedying at the moment the MJPEG format, but not the uh, HG64 format, which I think is not really good enough. I mean, you know, they're letting some of their customers, you know, not even be able to use their own app, Skype. I mean, um, webcams are very, very important. I mean, we joked about, you know, the side that they are useful, but more importantly, people travel around the world these days, you know, you might be in a foreign country, you want to keep in contact with your family and friends, you know, parents might want to see their little kids, things like that. I mean, it's important. It's really, really important. And you used a hell of a lot in business use, especially conference calling around the world, things like that. And, uh, you know, Microsoft always say that they treat, you know, their customers seriously and especially their business customers. And I don't think it's good enough at the moment that uh, they're just almost letting this sort of swim by, you know, that, you know, the first statement is like, oh, well, you know, the success has been better than anyone we've ever had, you know, which is typical response it's not there's no down-to-earth response of like yeah i'm sorry we effed up we know we've done wrong but we're going to try and fix it there's none of that there's a lot of secret forums going on people going this is how you can get around it you know if you've got it the update maybe you should just go back to the old update and i think is that the point no that is not the point and i you know i i I know it's always Microsoft that sometimes that i always go on about and you know they do things that annoy me and things like that but i would do the same if it was any company PR is so important at the moment in the tech world. You know, literally bad PR in any way, shape or form can be a complete ruiner for your product. And Microsoft have had a lot of bad PR in a lot of different ways recently. And I don't understand why they just can't be like some of the other companies have been doing some great stuff um, on, on social media. You know, if something goes wrong, they just go, yeah, we know there's a problem. We're really sorry. This is how we're fixing it. Stay with us. We'll, we'll, we'll solve it. I just don't think it's good enough. I, I don't understand how people still rely on Microsoft, obviously because they're a massive international known business, but let's just say if this was like uh, a brand of car, and we and I said before the podcast, I feel like we always attack Microsoft, not maybe attack's a strong word, but we always talk about them in a negative light, but if they didn't mess up so much, we wouldn't have to talk about them, and like I said, back to my analogy, if this was a car, same make a car, and you kept having these same faults over and over and over, you know what happened to that car? You'd get rid of it. And yeah. obviously, it's not as easy with a computer. Many people's lives are on the computer. But also, a lot of Windows computers are, are used because they're already part of major companies. And a lot of the things that a lot of companies do rely on Microsoft-based products and services and servers and things like that. It's not just simple and easy as changing. But the longer the issue goes on for, the more likely that either companies are just going to stay on older Microsoft products, which is not beneficial to Microsoft in any way, shape or form. You know, a lot of people want to, including um, some of the government computers here in the UK, um, have got an extended cover for Windows 7 from Microsoft just because they didn't want to change and upgrade. And I mean, that's not a great thing. I mean, that's not filling confidence if they want to stay in Windows 7, which is a long time out of date really now, even though Microsoft are for those people, you know, the special people, the governments and things like that, they are providing them updates. It's still not good customer service for them. It's not It's not promoting their products well enough, you know? If, if someone as big as them doesn't want to move to the latest thing, it's not really speaking wise and also isn't making them any money, you no, know? Um, they want people to be going to the latest and greatest because 
it's given them the best, you know, features and, you know, the best services and, you know, given them everything that they need for their daily computing needs. But uh, at the moment, it's just it's one thing after the other, really. Windows 10 was supposed to be the break from Windows 8. It was supposed to be the fresh slate. You know, we've, we've listened. This is better. Don't worry. We're not going to screw up. And at the moment, there's just little things that just keep cropping up and you just like, Microsoft, come on now. This is this is basic stuff. Let's just get this sorted because there is only so long, I think, that some people can put up with it, especially as people these days are using tablets and stuff more than computers and, you know, have been moving other way to other platforms and other services and relying on Microsoft less and less um, just because uh, for the price that you pay for some of the software, they don't always deliver quite the standard service you'd expect. Absolutely. And I don't want to dig up even more earth on this too much, but if it does feel like the last sort of... Um, updates that window have produced like uh, windows 8 uh, i think it was also 8.1 and also mm. 10 and also now the anniversary people have become even less satisfied ever since uh, windows 7 you know because uh, to me when i had my um windows computer i loved windows 7 it was so user friendly if there's ever a problem you could fix it yeah. but now it just feels like there's such a hassle to get around things and if you want to get into certain files or go into other files and what once was sort of a community where you'd help each other out, now it's just, or oh, maybe maybe you shouldn't do that because this could happen and that could happen. And and this is the problem with Microsoft right now. I think maybe they need to go back to the drawing board a little and say, what worked at Windows 7? How can we uh, sort of copy that, but add maybe the new features that tab tablets require or computers now need? I, to be honest, I think that's almost what they have been doing, and I think that's what's wrong. They've been trying to catch up with what's going on around them. They, they, they've got their own tablets and laptops which have touch screens. You know, they're making their own products almost. They're, they're trying to, not to say it, they're trying to do a bit of an Apple and have products that are designed and made by them to run their own operating system. But at the same time, their operating system is trying to almost be uh, an operating system with two personalities. It's trying to cater towards people who are on touchscreen devices, like their tablets and, you know, like their um, computers with touchscreen things like that. But also it's supposed to be a full grown-up desktop package for the general consumers, the businesses, the people that use them every day and I think that's a very difficult thing I mean Apple have been very very cautious not to do that they've they for you know some people hate them for that some people, people agree with them for that I'm not going to say either way you know but uh, they've been really really cautious you know they go if you want a touchscreen and tablet experience here's iOS it's built for that it works if you want a laptop experience here is what they're now calling Mac OS it has recently changed from OS X if you want that experience this is a more grown-up adult experience in a sense you know this is this is a full-fledged desktop experience and I think Microsoft be trying to do both in one system they, they tried it with Windows 8 and it went really really wrong and they've tried to like go okay we're going to step away a little bit from the tablet we've still got to support them and come up with new products but at the same time we've got to say to the desktop experience as well and give them some back features and you know that would say that we are still here for you you know we haven't sort of abandoned you I think what would be your final words to Windows if they were listening to right now? If Microsoft are listening right now, I would say I want to enjoy and use Microsoft. There are there are many applications which Microsoft products um, are some of the best out there for a lot of different things. Um, but as I said, I think they just need to like take a step back a little bit and actually just put their customers first above everything. Their customers are absolute king. And I think sometimes they're forgetting their customers, especially the ones who are general day-to-day -day users who might not be that computer savvy. At the moment, some of the problems that are coming up, you've got to be kind of computer savvy to want to search about it and to know where to go to sort of find the answer. When you find the answer, a lot of it is delving into registries or going to back files and doing things that a lot of people wouldn't be comfortable doing. So 
get on that PR front. You try and make it accessible to everyone. And uh, remember that your customer is king because just because your product has been used for the longest period of time doesn't mean that people are always gonna want to use a product. Opinions can change very, very quickly. The tides can turn. If ever there's a Minecraft movie, it'll likely be a blockbuster. Pixel Podcast. And with that, that ends today's episode. I'd like to say thank you for the listeners. Uh, we really appreciate uh, you coming in week by week to listen to us just ramble about uh, tech-related news. And we really appreciate um, you listening to us. And I'd also like to say thank you once again, Ben, for, uh, for being a co-host and letting me do the intro and outro. You're more than welcome. And to finish off, where can the listeners find us now, Ben? They can find us on abruptaudio.com forward slash pixel, that's P-I-X-3-L, which is our show page. You'll find all the information regarding each and every episode right there directly. Abrupt Audio, the owners and producers of this podcast and many of the great podcasts like it. Martin, what's your favourite podcast from them? On the left side. On the left be. side, it is a great podcast. Right now, Premier League is happening and they put a lot of hard work into their episodes. Definitely go and check it out if you are a football fan are excited about the Premier League, definitely get all your information and stuff on that podcast that's on the left side and abrupt audio. We're still trying to get people to follow us on Twitter. So that's at Pixel Podcast. We've been getting a few followers week by week. So keep that going. That's at Pixel Podcast. We'd love you very much for that. If you're one of these people that like to listen to podcasts on the go, don't forget you can take us on the go with you, whether you're going on a nice country walk in the nice, lovely weather, English weather, when it's not raining, uh, the beach, anywhere on the bus, Whatever it is you do, you can take us with you on the podcast app for iOS, on Stitcher for Android, and excitingly, now we're available on Spotify as well. If you have the Spotify mobile app, you can find us, just search Pixel Podcast, follow us on there, and you'll be able to get all the latest podcasts up on there. And the, the plus point of using um, Spotify is you can also, while you listen to it, see the each individual episode album art, which I spend time doing every week, but not a lot of people see unless you're on the social media page. So there we go. Thank you, Spotify. Thank you for letting us on your platform. And with that, thank you to Martin for doing all the lovely intros and outros for this episode. Thank you very much, Ben. It was my pleasure. Thank you guys for listening, and we will see you on the same time on the same channel. Goodbye. Goodbye. You're listening to The Pixel Podcast.